Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Flip the Lens. I'm your DJ, London Papa Michael. We've got my man back, Miyoko, back in the guest seat. Glad to have you. And of course, my girl, Bree. Good morning. How we doing? Awesome, man. Awesome. I feel like we actually need to get you like a DJ setup so you can start playing music <laughs> at the beginning of our shows. Right. <laughs> and it <laughs> maybe we'll get some more some more followers just yeah. for the for the mixes. <laughs> get some headsets and just I'm <laughs> I'm down. We might as well, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, we actually so our editor for our awesome show, Adam, brought up an amazing idea of something we haven't talked about yet which I'm pretty fired up to talk about because I'm, I'm an athlete. I've played sports all my life. I'm very competitive. So we're going to talk about competition. And there's a, many different ways you can look at that, think of that, and be amazed of how competition can hold you back, can work against you. So I'm very curious of your perspective on this, guys, your view, your lens. Talk to me. What is your, what is your thoughts? What is competition to you? Miyoko, talk to me, brother. You know what, I think, well, the question is, is do you need it? And who are you competing against and what are you competing, what are you competing against, right? So me, myself, I strive to be the best version of myself every single day. That is my number one focus. I'm worried about how I can improve in every area of my life. And the reason why I do that is because Brie is not Miyoko. London is not Miyoko. Nobody's Miyoko. I was born unique from everybody else, just like you guys were, right? So I have to figure out what my talents are, what my abilities are, what my limits are. So if I'm competing against anything, I'm competing against myself to be better every single day. And I'm not saying I got to take quantum leaps all the time, but every day I'm assessing where, okay, what area needs improvement? How, what can I do better tomorrow? So that's the way that I compete in business, in my personal life. Uh, relationships, everything. And what that does is it takes away the stress and the pressure of trying to um, mirror my life to someone else's because they're not me. So by me trying to compare my life to someone else's and try to compete with someone else, it really takes away from the essence of, of really becoming my best self. Because what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to clone <laughs> uh, I'm like a clone of this other person I'm trying to emulate. Now, I'm not saying we can't get inspiration and um, tools, techniques, and, and things to help us achieve our goals from other people, but we should not be directly trying to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna be better than this person. It doesn't exist. There's always gonna be somebody that's going to be pursuing another level that may de be deemed better than you. Like that, that doesn't exist, that's a mirage. That's what we create for ourselves. So that's what competition is to me. I compete with myself. If I focus on myself, I'm not distracted by all this other crap we got going on. Yeah. So that's what I stick with. So that's what competition is to me, guys. I Being see so many people sabotaging like, the crap out of their goals, regardless of how big or small they are, because they find someone that's done it better and go, well, I could never do that. 
And it's like everything that I've done since starting a business, since becoming a mother, it's like, well, yeah, I can go find the world's most perfect mother, compare myself and be like, yep, I'm really shitty at this. <laughs> like, I can find that. But we've talked on a previous episode with Miyoko, like comparison is the thief of joy. And so I try to protect where I'm finding competition from. Like you said, I, I want to compete against myself. So whether that's a business goal of a specific amount that I want to earn in a month or a specific amount of followers on Instagram. But if I try to set a goal based on what another person has done, say it's like, I want to get to 100K on Instagram, and I base it off three other bloggers who have been doing it two times longer or for 10 years and be like, well, they blew up to 100K this year. It's not fair. And it's only beating me down mentally to be like, oh, well, there's no achieving that. Or why am I failing at this when really I just haven't either put the time, the effort, or the consistency that that person has put in. And it's not a fair game. It's not a fair competition. So I think I love competition. Like I, I strive to like compete against myself. At, like I own a business. I want to outperform myself income wise. I don't think money is a bad thing. And I, and I love to out earn myself every month and be like, well, damn, like that's pretty cool. But when I look at someone in the same business doing the same thing as me, I get in my head and I'm like, well, they just like, I hit my goal. Maybe I hit and, and you know, I'm this competition and I want to hit X amount. And then I look to my left and here's someone who made twice as much as what I just made. And I'm instantly like, a thief robs me of that joy of what I just won in life and that battle I set for myself that I completed because somebody else did better or somebody else made more. So I definitely, like you said, try to just compare myself to me, what I've set out to do, how I'm doing with my kids, because there's so many variables that change the game for other people that you're watching. This makes me think all the way back to my mother and where like my mentality, my, uh, my fire comes from. And I remember growing up and my mom always told me besides like every mom, you're special, but she's like, you know, the doctors said you weren't supposed to be born. The doctors said you, we would have complications. There's a chance that you wouldn't be a healthy baby. Uh, my mom actually had endometriosis. Bree, you probably know what that is can cause severe, severe bleeding, et cetera, make it very difficult for the pregnancy, for the baby, and I think maybe worse for the mom. Yeah. Um, not correct, yeah. but she's yeah. like, I don't, I don't care. It's my child. I'll love him however he comes out. So she instilled in me at a young age that, like, I fought for you. Like, I believe in you. Like, you fight. You don't give up. And I always had this competitive spirit of trying to prove myself and my worth after my parents' divorce, because I was always the new guy. Oh, who's the new guy? This kid, half Greek kid, doesn't know anybody in fifth grade. And then I moved to a new school, and I was a new kid again. So I was always trying to prove myself. And then losing my relationship with my dad, oh, I'm not good enough. Let me find a way to prove to him, maybe if I'm good enough, maybe if I am the best-looking kid, I'm an awesome athlete, I'm really smart, that my dad will like me. He'll start calling me again. But in the end, you can't really control what somebody else thinks or is doing about you. You can only control how you handle things. And in the end, I had to realize that I was enough, but that I could become more. 
And if you don't know what your passion is, then chase who you want to be. Chase that person like McConaughey says, I'm just trying to be better than I used to be. Because that's the best way, that's the only way you'll know. I fucking love some Will Smith, but I can't be a black dude that's married, you know, like I can't become him. I can't get any taller. I can't change. I can, <laughs> I can get a good tan though. Give me 20 minutes with some olive oil and I get dark quick. But, <laughs> you know, so I love Instagram. Like there's awesome people out there that have 2000 followers and they're putting out better content, more real stuff, better information than the 2 million, 2 million follower person. Because it's awesome to maybe set a barometer and have some kind of goal, right? Like, you know what? I'd love to get up to that. But break down that goal. What is the 2 million followers getting you by making you feel cool and thinking you're like The Rock by having a bunch of followers? What has he done to get there? Maybe it took him 20 years to become a success. You just saw the overnight. He's been grinding for 20 fucking years. And then it finally happened through embarrassment, through doing different things. And ultimately, he did it, I guarantee it, for himself and for what he loves and what he believes in. And I played sports all my life. So what I, I had a hard time after college trying to fuel that competitive fire. I didn't play football anymore. Didn't have good grades, not big enough. So I started playing flag football. I started doing softball. I arranged a flag football thing, something that simple to help me fuel my competitive fire. Then I started doing Spartan races. So it's just a really cool way if you, in a simple way of if you just love sports and competing, to put yourself in a position where you can still have that same kind of uh, satisfaction. You know, I think we overcomplicate things sometimes when it comes to that. But in the end, you're competing against yourself, you versus you. And that's all you can control. And wouldn't you just want to control that? Where do you guys feel like competition has hindered you? Your competitive self. Where have you, where is a struggle where it puts you at Maybe something you don't even want to talk about right now. Yeah, I, I think for me, like I got to the point where I was looking at other coaches, other people that were success, quote unquote, successful, right? And I had realized I have got I gotten so far away from who I was, man. Like, literally, like I was doing things that, like, why am I even doing this? Like, this is not even who I am. You know, like, for example, it could be like just trying to be around specific types of people, you know, um, just because you were trying to emulate or mirror someone else. But it's just like it's not who I am. And I think it gets to the point to where deep down in your core, man, it's kind of like your inner self just smacks you in the face one day. And it's like, yo, dude, what are you doing? You know, like this is not even you like there. Your path is here. You're trying to go here. And there's a much better way for you. And I think that's that's the deception of competing with other people and other things because you'll it, it's never if you notice it never leads to total fulfillment ever. It's always oh my god I gotta compete against this person oh my god, and just like you said Bree you said a very important thing, you will always find somebody that makes you look like absolutely look and feel like absolute crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's. You're going to find that. I mean, it's because you're, you're setting your metrics against what people deem success to be. And that's a whole nother topic. What is success? What is it? What does it look like? What does it feel like? It, you know, it's, and, and it's, it's, it's different from every, for every individual. Now, if success is different for every individual, 
Why are we trying to compete against some of the same people? Yeah. It's going to be different for everybody. For everybody. I think um, for me, going to London's question about how it hinders, like Aaron and I talk all the time about raising our kids with this even mentality. Schools have gotten to the point, Miyoko, you're going to start diving into schools unless you're homeschooling, which I was homeschooled. So it's a whole different ballgame being in this realm of, of school and like what they teach and what they believe and how they play games and making it fair and everything has to be even. And we hate that. Like we absolutely hate that everything has to be even. And we talk about it all the time. It's our biggest thing because I don't want my kid to win every time. I don't want my kid to get a medal if she did not put in the effort like the person next to her. And it drives us crazy. I don't know if any of the moms at the Catholic school listen to this podcast. I'm just going to probably know, but <laughs> they're going to be like hitting me up in my DMs real quick. But I really hate the idea of everyone wins because I get DMs about, oh, I tried, uh, Miyoko, you don't know, I'm in network marketing. And people tell me, oh, I tried that. That doesn't work. And I'm like, well, it does because I know for a fact I'm earning to pay my bills. I don't pay my mortgage on something that doesn't work. But did you work? Did you put in the work to hit the goal that you said that you wanted? Because I see so many people falling short of the work that comes behind. And then they want to compete and say and compare and be like, oh, I'm competing with someone in this business. And like, they're just winning all the time. But then I share a screenshot of how long I'm on my phone each day to build my business. And it says my average time on my phone, which is not just scrolling Instagram, it's actually working, connecting, building my business is nine hours a day. So did you put in nine hours a day? So don't tell me that the business didn't pay you. Tell me that you didn't work like I did, right? So for me, my kids, my relationship, Erin and I talk all the time. We have phases. We've been together 10 years. We just got engaged in December. We have had ups and downs. We have separated. We, you know, had a whole list of agreements of when we had our first daughter and we were going to separate. And what it boiled down to was we are comparing what it's supposed to look like, what we look at relationships and go, well, it's supposed to be this or it's supposed to be that. And we go, no, we are going to choose the hard together because we don't want to do the hard alone. And so we had to stop competing with movies, with social media, with other couples and go, it's not going to look like that. Him and I went through a phase where he's probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, we didn't have sex. And I was like, what is wrong? Maybe we're just better off friends because we're not having sex. And it was something so physical where it's like, what's wrong with us? There's something wrong with us. But that was the comparison and competition of don't, don't relationships that last, like, aren't you supposed to have sex like two times a week or once a month? Or isn't there like a, a, a status quo somewhere? Because if I add it up, like we haven't had sex in months and like, what's going on? But reality was I was comparing to other people when I was like, he was working 70 hours a week. We had an infant. We had a toddler. I was tired. I was growing a business. So by comparing, I lost, you know, that spirit of, I love this man. 
if we're not having sex right now, it's because we have priorities of getting somewhere in our life. And that phase will come where we can compete against ourselves and put it on the dang calendar because yes, as parents, you got to do that now. You know, Tuesday is get it on time. But I cannot compare because it just robs us of all the joy that we've built together. I brought that man home from his job as a bartender. I brought that man home because we worked hard together, not because we compared or were competing with another couple for what they wanted in their lives. We were competing with what we wanted for our kids, for our family. And it is so easy to have that stolen so fast. He's been home for a year and a half now. And I'm like, if I compared what other people were doing in the business that I was growing, and if I was competing against someone in the business and say, oh, I have to make that much for him to come home. We didn't need to make that much. I just wanted to make enough so that we could be home with our kid. If that meant we don't drive a Lamborghini, fine. If that meant we don't have a million dollar home, fine. I just wanted to Amazon Prime like a water bottle and I will work out at home. He's home. It was worth the time. So I didn't want to compare. I didn't want to compete against somebody else. I said, I'll put in five hours, 10 hours, 12 hour days to bring him home so he can be present with his daughter so that we can have more time to focus on our relationship. And now we have all the time in the world. We get to work together. And if I competed against London, who doesn't have kids right now, who's building his business at a different rate, I would be losing in my own life because I would be so stolen by that joy, right? Because I'm looking at somebody else. So I know it shows up every day in our life. That was long-winded, but London, like every day with our kids, with our family, with our relationship, I see it come up and like rear its ugly head in another episode we did, like that ugly head, that devil side goes but you're not doing this. And it's like, it's not about that. So. Well, thank you for sharing. That was very powerful. Um, you know, it makes me think of Adam brought up again, uh, the last dance documentary, the ultimate competitor, you know, it's the supposed greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. And you want to talk about, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I definitely want to, I think he's the best basketball player ever as much as I love Kobe. Um, but you saw how he managed that, you know, you saw that competitive spirit, but he wasn't willing to ask any one of his teammates to do something that he wasn't willing to do. And then I saw some guys say, Hey, he would never call me a motherfucker. I'd punch him in his face. Well, dude, you're one of those tough guys that he wouldn't have to talk to like that, but he had some soft guys on his team that responded to that coaching. I've got a couple people that I coach and I'm like, let's go motherfucker. And they eat it up. I've got some women that I train and I'm like, who's a bad bitch. They're like, I'm a bad bitch. You know, like people feed off that, but you can't coach everybody that way. You can't do it that way. And then, but the main thing that makes me think about the documentary, uh, Miyoko is going to touch on this as well. Um, people still don't think he's the greatest of all time. People will never, it's their opinion. So why are you like, you can't focus on other people. You can't try to compare yourself to other people because ultimately somebody's going to have something to say about you to where they're not going to agree or not think you're the best or think you're good enough. So what is the point anyways, right? This guy is pretty much, it's rolled out. It's shown the highlights, the way he did it, the resume. And there's still people out there saying, you know, there's find the nicest people in the world, the greatest, you know, never did anything wrong. People still trash LeBron. Guy never got in trouble for cheating, drugs, no alcohol, builds schools, spends all this money. People still talk shit about the guy, you know? And look, he supposedly hasn't done anything wrong from a standpoint of the media that you see out there. What is that? How's that make you feel, Miyoko? What, where's your mind go when you think about competition, MJ, and how you can relate it to giving something positive to the world? 
Well, if you look at, I mean, the whole MJ versus Kobe debate, I mean, it's, my goodness, man, it's like evergreen. It's constantly going on and on and on. That goes to show you, like, of all that Michael Jordan has accomplished, you know, there's still an argument of who's the best, who's the best. And it's just like, these people didn't care. They competed against themselves every single day. They wanted to be the best player that they could be. And because of that, now they're in the, comp in the, the conversation. So it's just like, what type of value do you gain trying to compete against somebody else versus competing against yourself? And I think that's the important thing. I think that's brings competing against yourself is what's going to bring out the greatness that everybody else will see in you. And I think that's just the bottom line. We see greatness in those players because they competed against themselves every day and they had a discipline every single day. And because of that, people around them became better every single day. I actually watched this document, London, you're like, I didn't watch, <laughs> like, how do I know something about sports? Like, yeah. <laughs> there I, is a reason. <laughs> but watching when he switched from basketball and completely switched the trajectory of where he wanted to go, I was like, holy shit, like he was so, <laughs> why would anybody do that? He had an internal reason and an internal competition with himself. He knew he wasn't going to be the best when he switched gears in what sport he played. He knew that. But he wasn't concerned about anybody else or what they thought or how good of a player or how much effort it was going to take. It was something within him that he said, I want to go after that. And I think that's what Miyoko was talking about. What London, like, it's about your own perception of how you want to impact, who you're going to impact. His decision to do that impacted so many probably to go after what they wanted, regardless of what everyone said they should do. I didn't go to college. <laughs> My parents like probably like, what are you doing? You're posting on Instagram. <laughs> like what? Because that's just nothing that's ever been done before. Parents are over here going, you want to blog? <laughs> okay. Like, cool. Does that pay mortgages? Like so many people, it changed the trajectory of so many people without him even having to prove anything to anybody because he went after what he wanted. He went after something that he said, maybe I'll suck. Maybe I'll have to work harder. I can do what I'm doing and it will be great and I will be known and I'll be famous and I, I will do great at it. But it's not what I want to do. And so when he went after it, he had to work 10 times harder, right? He had to push himself outside the realm of his comfort zone, not outside the realm of some other baseball or basketball player's comfort zone, but out of his own comfort zone of how can I measure up to myself and compete with myself to show what I'm made of and do what I set out to do in this decision. And it makes me think of what Kobe said when they try to compare him with Michael. He said, I was just trying to be Kobe Bryant and the best I could be. And now he's up there with the GOAT. They say 1A, 1B. I'm definitely fine with that argument. But ultimately, he was like, I'm not trying to be Jordan. I'm aspiring to be great. I want greatness. I want to leave a legacy on the court. And then he did it off the court. But he did it his way, trying to better himself, pushing himself. Because in the end, you can't be somebody else. And if it's use that, use this aspiration for good. But when it starts self-sabotaging you, 
then you got to go a different route because it's not working for you. So why would you keep trying to compete with something that it just could never happen because you can't turn into somebody and they already been done. Like take the good from them and then the good from somebody else and then create your own and ultimately be you. And I guarantee you, you know, looking down the road, you'll be proud of what you come up with. I know chase yourself, chase who you want to be, compete against yourself, compete against the naysayers and learn to fuel yourself for the good. You know, I hate fuels and talking shit and somebody bad mouthing you or proving your ex wrong, but fight for the people that have believed in you since day one that have told you, Hey man, I think you're awesome. Don't give up. Hey, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Why don't you fight for those people? Cause that's everlasting. The hate bucket can kind of run out. Right. But the people supporting you, you know, prove them right, prove their beliefs true and ultimately prove it to yourself. Um, this is an exciting thing to talk about. I'm all fired up. I want to go put some football pads on right now. Um, Miyoko, appreciate you, man. We might have to get you back on the show, man. Uh, I enjoyed myself. You guys are amazing. Um, Bray, you almost put it on another topic. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So glad I'm Alex uh, brought me on here, man. You guys are awesome. Thanks for yeah. joining us. It was really fun. Yeah, so uh, as always, appreciate all the support. Um, we still need you to be proactive. Keep listening to the episodes. How about each time you listen to the episode, send a link to somebody that you know doesn't know about the show. If they, if they think it sucks, tell them to DM me. Let's talk about it, see how we can make it better. If they love it, share it with somebody else. As always, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open, and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.